Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Hey, Peyton, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I have the day off. Awesome. From Publix and any other jobs, I'm I'm kind of poking around in. You know, I'm, I'm like a smuggler, you know, or a bounty hunter. I'm, I got like four or five jobs. Hey, what do you need? All right, I got this. You know, something like that, man. But um, how are things with you? Why uh, are we? Yeah. Uh, we're doing okay. Uh, we are uh, packing to leave uh, the state for a week for Melissa's Ooh. family reunion. And, Where are you going? Uh, we're going to go to Tennessee. Um, Tennessee? Whereabouts in Tennessee you I, going? I don't know, but it's going to be up in Appalachia. I tell you what. Uh, apparently, it's the uh, her family described it to me as like the equivalent of like Warren Willis Camp, but in the Tennessee mountains. Speaking of Warren Willis, um, I don't, I don't know if I brought this up with you or not. Are you um? Do you by chance know Tom Wright? Uh, n- n- that name sounds familiar, but the face isn't coming up. Okay, he probably was there before you were on the team. Yeah. Well, he was my buddy when I was in elementary school, and he's actually moving up to Iowa this week. Oh, cool! But. I was able to see him last weekend in Sarasota. I have family that lives there, and he happened to live there, too, at that particular moment in time. So we were able to see each other before he um, took ship, as it were. (laughs) Um, I understand we got some interesting Star Wars news. Yes. Uh First off is the the new Disney Plus announcement that all shows, uh, all serial series shows following the Bad Batch um, that start after the after like literally like Monday um, will start uh, posting on Wednesdays instead of Fridays, which will actually make it easier for me because uh, I would rather spend my I enjoy spending time with you, Peyton, but I'd rather spend yeah. like a three-day weekend with my family. Uh, so it'll actually free up my Friday nights. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about this, too. We could easily record Wednesday or Thursday. Instead. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I guess that applies to everything, not just uh, the Star Wars uh, series. Nope, they said including the the Marvel show after Loki and Monsters at Work too. Yeah, Monsters at Work. Uh and there's a brand there's a brand new um sort of like um did you ever watch the Imagineering story? No. Okay, so that was a six episode little mini series that dropped right at the bin, at the beginning when Disney Plus uh launched. And it kind of chronicled the history of all the Disney parks in a six-episode story. And um, it was actually pretty cool because the first two episodes had actual footage from Mr. Disney himself. Um, But there's a series coming out in July that 
focuses on 10 specific attractions and the history of those attractions. And no, Rise of Resistance is not one of them. <laughs> too new. Speaking of Rise of Resistance, I got some information about that. Okay. Um, but there is a, um, another series that's going to get a sneak pre- uh, preview in July, Max. What is that? I'm sorry, I just got a text. What'd you say? Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, somebody else is watching Zoe today, and so I got a text. Okay. Um, there's a new uh, Star Wars series popping up uh, between now and uh, the Book of Boba Fett that's having a sneak preview in July. Can you tell us about it? Uh, yes, it is Star Wars the Anime, uh, <laughs> which is something I never yeah. thought would say in my entire life uh so far uh they're not saying anything about uh nothing official about uh like what time this is going to take in uh whether this is going to be like i know that they were working on shows for the high republic as well as video games for the high republic i mean they started they started that they started Mm -hmm. working on the high republic before episode eight came out so like maybe yeah. we're seeing the fruits of those labors, but like we don't even know when it's going to be in the Star Wars timeline. All we know mm-hmm. is it is one hundred percent going to be Star Wars and an anime. And what's it called? Uh, I do not know. Let me pull that up. Yeah, uh, it's very important. We can't we can't talk about the shows unless we know what they're called. Star Wars Visions. Ooh. You know, when I first heard that title, I thought it was going to be like like a series of stories from other people's point of views. It That is kind of what it seems like, because they're calling it an animated anthology. So do you think they'll have like it, uh, stuff from like the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and whatnot, just from other point of views? I think it's going to be... I think it's going to lean more towards the 2D Star Wars Clone Wars. Hmm. And, like, you know how their their timeline was kind of wibbly-wobbly? Yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe they'll they'll do that. Uh, hmm. So they'll, they'll like, a, zoom in on focus and focus on, like, certain things. Uh-huh. That's interesting because I would have... I would have actually preferred... Um, the idea of focusing on individual characters from the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy. I don't know if you ever read the books um, from a certain point of view. No, I have not. So they released one that followed episode four, and it was a series of short stories from different characters that were impacted by episode four or, or by the events surrounding episode four. Oh. So, for example, uh, there was a story on Captain Antilles um, in his thought process when the Tantivy 4 was boarded. There's one on a Jawa. There's actually a really cool one um, that focuses on Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Cool. So while Luke is rampaging across the desert trying to get back to the homestead, uh, Kenobi is talking to Qui-Gon next to the Sandcrawler. And Qui-Gon is actually visible at that point in time. Um, so there's a whole bunch of interesting stories. The one about the Jawa is pretty cool because he was actually cleaning out R2-D2 
and he found the data chip that had all of Archie's memories. And he uh, apparently likes to watch holographic images from all these droids. And he usually deletes the information off the disks after. And something made him not delete the information from the disk. And he put it back in R2. So we almost never got <laughs> anything. Um, the coolest story is from Yoda's uh, perspective. And apparently he wanted to train Leia rather than Luke. And yes, I think adamant. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. So that's confirmed. And then they released a similar book for The Empire Strikes Back, which person I do not like too much. Um, a lot of the stories were kind of dull. There was a funny one about the Wampa. It was from the Wampa's perspective. Okay, that's um, funny. Now, the one that I really liked was from General uh, General Veers, if you're familiar with General Veers. That sounds familiar. He was the dude that um, sat in the lead Imperial Walker, and he got destroyed. I think he got destroyed. His actual death scene was cut from the film, and you can watch it on Disney Plus, I believe, as a as a little scene. Okay. So I'm hoping that we'll see something from Return of the Jedi um, in a couple of years. They seem to be releasing it for like anniversaries and stuff. So since last year was the 40th anniversary of Empire, I get I guess I'll do it for the 40th anniversary of uh, Jedi. Um, speaking of shows and books, did you see that little? Um, mention on Disney Plus it said something about vintage droids. No. So I wasn't sure if this was new or that this popped up today, but back in 1985 there was like a two season limited animated series focused on R2 and 3PO that's set before episode four. Okay. Um of course it's no longer canon now because we all know that they were in the Organa household. But that wasn't established back in the 80s. So it was just a whole bunch of weird 20-minute episodes on their adventures. That's actually really cool. So I watched a couple of them, uh, not on Disney+, Plus, but they had a DVD that you could rent from Blockbuster. Yeah, all right, that's dating this. So, yeah. Um, one, one last thing to note, the audio animatronic figure of Lieutenant Beck from Rise of Resistance was absent a couple of days ago. Oh? Um, yeah, you could still hear his voice and see the lights on in the escape pod at the end when they're sh- when they're when um Damron is shouting, I got eyes on Beck. Um, but he's not in the pot. Huh. So I'm not sure if that's a malfunction or you know, something like that. But uh, I'll keep everyone updated on whether or not Lieutenant Beck returns. I mean, we saw this similarly with the uh, three caballeros when they went cuckoo and were taken out the Grand Fiesta tour. Mm-hmm. But this is a brand new ride. And this ride has had no shortage of stuff happen to it. I mean, on its birthday last year, it didn't even open... Th- open for um, boarding groups until 4.19 p.m. This is sad. This is really sad. 
I love Rise of Resistance, but they need to actually shut the ride down permanently, I think, until they can fix everything. You know? I, yeah, I, I hear you. And I feel like a lot of it is is not just um, not just like at trying to add new things or like really trying to do uh, updates of some kind. But also, it's just a lot of maintenance. There is a lot of moving parts in that ride. And, uh, like, people don't realize how much maintenance these rides go into. Like, the the lights themselves, uh, like, even just the lamps. Like, literally, the lamps go out every, like, 8 to 12 hours. Because they're on all the time. And they're, they're too bright. They're consistently too bright to to be replaced by LEDs, and so mm-hmm. um, and LEDs are like harder to not make it a wash. Like it's a, it's hard to describe, but like literally the like like not even the moving parts, not the animatronics, not the screens or the projectors, but literally just the lights to make sure that you as the mm-hmm. customer know where you're going. They burn out mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. And, but, uh, and so like, I'm, I'm wondering what's maintenance and what's things that they wanted to add, you know? What do you mean by add? Like, uh, like maybe they opened it and they were like, okay, so this is like 75% of where we wanted it to be. So, uh, we want to add, we want to eventually be able to, to add, um, different things along the way. Maybe an actual scene of Ray and Kyle Ren dueling? Um, or like... Or an actual Ray actress, or like, uh, or a Kylo Ren actor, like that isn't that is about the same size or shape as the animatronic. Like we, I don't know what they're looking for, or like well, what their end goal would be. Well, there was talk about them refeming Galaxy's Edge. Well, not refeming, but kind of adding in characters from Mandalorian. Um, but you know. I, I don't know if that would apply to Rise of Resistance or not. I mean, I guess... I don't know. That, that's, that's a big question to tackle. Um, I don't know. Let, maybe we should just make this a special topic episode for another time. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to get off track really, really quickly here. Yeah. Uh, um, two more two more things for Star Wars news really fast. Uh, yes. Star Wars uh, Hasbro's Black Series uh, of... Uh, toys has uh released uh some more leaks uh including a new character uh clone captain ballast um and a newly revealed captain rex uh black series uh which has a visor we did not see in episode seven um he does have his cloak that he was wearing in episode seven and he does have his uh traditional double many holdout blasters but uh those are the only two things and according to the star wars leaks subreddit uh the droids vintage star wars uh was up literally today okay so i was right all right um yeah all right so that's it unless you want to count the fact that we got some more stickers that came out through galaxy's edge or something like that yeah, I don't um, know. Oh, I almost forgot. This has nothing to do with Disney World. I hope it does come to Disney World. But in Disneyland, they've got a new um, black calf uh, cream cheese cocoa puff coffee at Docking Bay 7. 
in their version of Galaxy's Edge. Okay. So apparently this is coffee. It's got like a cream cheese mix or creamer. Um, and it's got legit cocoa puffs in the bottom that you have to scrape out with a spoon. Oh, heck yeah. That <laughs> sounds hope, delicious. Yeah, I heard it's delicious. Um, I read a, read a review on it. I hope this thing comes to Galaxy's Edge. And where the heck is my Spotska? I haven't seen Spotska yet. We need some Spotska. <laughs> I uh, mean, what what is it? Is Boba Fett holding it all for himself? Probably. Oh, no. He's sharing it with Phoenix Chan. Oh, right. <laughs> So, all right, let's get into this episode, which would be the Bad Batch episode eight, Reunion. Reunion. Max, first impressions. Uh, First impressions is uh, I really liked the format. I, I really like that the protagonists are smart and the, and the antagonist is smart. Like, there's never a moment where I'm like, oh, wow, like, these soldiers would have probably done a smarter decision than what they did. They are all, no one is holding back. It feels good that everyone is doing what they're, what they're trained to do, which is mm-hmm. what they're really good at. They're not making stupid yeah. decisions. No, not like the Stormtroopers in episode four. Right. Um, all right, well, before we actually get into the episode, I wanted to bring your attention back to a bit of dialogue that we literally should have discussed last Friday because it was important to episode seven, not necessarily for episode eight, but it's important to captain Rex and his conversation with Hunter. And, um, that is about a trooper named fives. You ever heard of fives? Nope. So fives was a member of the five first. And I believe it was season six of Clone Wars. On Camino, he discovered Order 66. And he discovered its uh, ramifications. Now, obviously, we know what happened uh, by the fact that Order 66 did come into play. Um, No one believes him when he kept talking about it. Because he actually did say try and tell people about it. But essentially, he was terminated. But this is an interesting concept here. The fact that Rex is now realizing, or maybe he was realizing near the end of Clone Wars Season 7, that Fives had been right. So, you know, that, that's, that's an interesting tidbit to me. The fact that we had a clone discover this. And we nearly never had Order 66 occur. Yeah. I completely I know, missed that, the reference to Fives. I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. You uh, you never knew Fives. So, um, and my dad seems to think that there's something fishy going on with Captain Rex, even though I, know, I told him that he, he's totally wrong. But, um, but. Regardless, let's get into the episode. So we start on Camino, where uh, we figure out that uh, 
we figure out that Crosshair has now be given, uh, has now been gone, has gone up the ranks, and has now uh, is now a commander. Uh, and the we learned through the dialogue on Camino that they have been made aware of Braca, uh, that Clone Force ninety nine is on Braca, and that they uh uh and that the Kaminoans are responsible for hiring the bounty hunter trying to get Ayumiga back. So it was so okay, so Phoenix Shand is the bounty hunter. Definitely that is hired. Okay. Uh, the okay. other, the other, I think that's the only point of interest. Uh, there wasn't anything visually interesting or like, there's no other tells in, on no, Camino. but the fact that possibly, um, and this is confirmed later on that Vinic Chan is not the only bounty hunter. Right. Assertion. Which I like that. No, no, nothing against Vinic Chan, but. I would have preferred to see other bounty hunters try and find Omega too. So, all right. So on Braca, we got Wrecker teaching uh, Omega about explosives, <laughs> disarming an explosive. Uh, which, when even though she says that she's not ready, he immediately arms it. And counts down from 10 uh, while she's still asking him a lot of questions like, "What? wait, what are you talking about? What, if, what is happening? And, yeah, and it's still beeping. Yep. He counts it down and she doesn't disarm it in time and they have to jump away. And it explodes only a little bit. Uh, yeah. And uh, Wrecker tells her that uh, it is in fact a smoke bomb. And that he would never actually do anything to actively harm her. She just needs to learn the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is when uh, Echo comes in and says, Hey, we need, we're needed back on the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the downed uh, Republic ship. And on the way back... Jedi Cruiser. Yeah, the Jedi Cruiser. Which is which, where... Yeah? Um, I was right. Uh, that thing is a Dianoga. It was. That is correct. So, um, I don't know why it didn't look like a Dinoga. I wonder if it was a juvenile. Oh, uh, just by the images, it looks like it is. Uh, it was the bottom of the Dinoga, where we only saw the top of the Dinoga, where its one eye stalk is eye. in Episode Four. So, ooh, so actually, I wonder if we'll ever get an image of a full-size Dinoga. I don't know. That sounds fun, if though. They ever, yeah, if they ever released like an anthology of Star Wars creatures. Oh, there, uh, there are pictures of there are pictures of them, but I don't think they've ever actually like shown it in a in a TV show or. or I anything. know, I know, you can see a juvenile Dinoga in the tank over at Doc Ondo's. Oh, that's what that's that is. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. Okay, so they uh, they get spotted by uh, the scrapper by the scrappers, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, 
as they stun the scrappers instead of killing them, which is another point of in another interesting point um, that they're trying. They're using non-lethal uh, force on things on people that they don't know are their ne- like aren't necessarily their permanent enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an interesting note because they haven't talked about that. Um, they they get back to the ship and uh, they have Echo and Hunter have an argument. Echo says, "We've been spotted. We should get the heck out of here." And Hunter's like, uh, we need money. And uh, Tech is like, well, actually, there's lots of money here. And <laughs> and uh, Echo's still like, nah, nah, dude, it ain't worth it. Let's just get the heck out. Yeah, we should have gone with Captain Rex. Yeah. Which he brings up at another time, uh, which is a good point, honestly. Uh, he says... Uh, when, when he brings it up the second time when they're back in the ship, uh, Hunter says that Captain Rex is on another path, to which Echo replies, we're soldiers, Hunter. What other path is there? Hmm. And good point. It's, it's a really good point. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that Hunter is afraid to tie everyone into another war like he just Mm -hmm. literally just wants some time to rest right whether the wars whether they're fighting on empire which i don't think they would or the alliance which technically at this point in the game they're not even alliance they're not even like organized as far as i know unless i'm wrong i i I thought i thought they became like an organized group later on your guess is as good as mine. Um, yeah. I think they're all pretty scattered right now. Yeah, and, and I doubt uh, Senator Organa would really try and do anything at this point, since Leia is pretty much an infant at this you know point in time. Yeah. So I doubt he'd really want to expose himself. I think he and Mon Mothma are focusing their efforts in the Senate still, which is, I mean, that's a valiant effort, but uh, (laughs) nothing doing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they don't know that. (laughs) No, they don't, but yeah, well, (laughs) all right. Uh, So uh, while they're, uh, while the Bad Batch is, um, what's the word for it? Scavenging uh, the ship. They, Wrecker uh, gets a whole bunch of proton torpedoes, and and the way his reaction is like a kid in a candy store. It's so good. Come here, Beeple. And then uh, Tech needs. Uh, Omega's help up in the bridge up on the, yeah. wiping all of the uh, wiping all of the uh, well getting a copy of all of the computer data and as she is up in the bridge they uh, get a notification on the computer stating that um, something's coming and it's very big They have, like a ship is in proximity 
And right as Tech says, oh, it's probably a malfunction, three Imperial ships fly overhead. And Tech is like, ah, oh, crap. We got company. <laughs> yeah. And it is three uh, deployment ships worth of clones. Not clones. Stormtroopers. Uh, I thought so. I thought so, because my audio description said clones, and I was listening to the voice, and I'm like, wait a second, those are not clones. That's correct. The only clone that I am aware of is, uh... Crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah. Unless there's a couple clones scattered within the Stormtrooper ranks, but I, 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 I think Crosshair is the only one. I think you're right. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> so with that uh now that we know that crosshair is on our on our tail we don't know they don't know that crosshair is the one in charge <laughs> what they do know is that they're going to run how they usually run and so they uh they jam the radar so that they can't be spotted and they are trying to get back to their ship as soon as possible. The problem is that Crosshair knows exactly how they run things, and so he very easily and quite handily handles everything they throw at him. Um, including uh, telling the wrong thing, the wrong communications over the comms, because he knows that they're going to be listening. So that's super impressive. Most a, impressive. Most impressive. Uh, hold on, I have a, I have a, a heavier side of this. Most impressive. <laughs> I've got a two-sided microphone right now. Uh, I'm trying out a new thing. So the uh, the problem that we have is that uh, <laughs> that we have. I say like I'm a part of the bad batch. Is the fact that Crosshair knows their every move. And so he really quickly and really easily has them pinned. Uh, something that I put of note is that uh, he's using World War One and World War Two sniper tactics. This huh. World War One and World War Two sniper tactics uh, are underhanded, and many people considered them to be evil. Uh, snipers weren't really <laughs> cool until Desert Storm, or maybe a little bit after that. Like they snipers were the um, the campers of real world war. They would sit behind their own lines or maybe a little bit ahead of their own, uh, uh, into the enemy lines and sit and wait and injure someone, uh, in order to draw the rest of them out and shoot them lethally. Like mm -hmm. this is, when I say underhanded, they're going old school. They're writing Crosshair to be old school, underhanded, evil sniper. And mm -hmm. uh, it seems very logical for a character that ha that doesn't have empathy anymore to use these malicious tactics. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a little terrifying. It is. And, uh, oh, and the other thing is that I finally connected uh, the name of their ship. Uh, the name of the Bad Batch's ship is called the, the Marauder, which is named... The Havoc Marauder. The Havoc Marauder. Yeah. Now, Marauder 
is actually a hyper-specific, uh, not hyper-hyper-specific, but it, it, it is an end goal kind of Sith. Uh, Sith, they're a specific branch of Sith warriors who fought in the Sith Empire during the Great Sith Wars. Um, uh, the Great Galactic War and the, and the Cold War that followed it around uh, 3653. Uh, they specialized in dual lightsabers, uh, dual wielding lightsabers, and dealing high amounts of damage to enemies in melee combat. They were, fu- they were fueled by hatred, rage, and cruelty, and they could use force rage when entering a battle, uh, a kind of like a dun mock kind of thing. Um, okay. That uh, most, and using this, most Sith Marauders could duel any average Jedi toe to toe and win, regardless huh. of how good they were in the force. Literally, this force rage was enough uh, on the onset so that if we could. If they could catch a Jedi off guard or even just go one on one, they could like edge out the upper hand. Um, they are they are terrifying to behold. Um, I wonder if we'll see any of these. I I don't know. Um, I know that they they're not technically legends yet. Um, they are because they haven't come out and said that the Bioware games are non-canon. But um, it is a branch of Sith Warrior in uh, the MMO and in Knights of the Old Republic too. Um, they are maybe the yeah. Uh, Sith Marauder was also a thing in the Star Wars tabletop um, and in the Star Wars LARP. I was in. I was a Sith Marauder. Oh. Um, I had very little defensive capabilities, but what I could do was hit people good with lightsabers. So yeah, uh, I think. I think that the Havoc Marauder is a good nod to that. Um, what are my other notes here? Um, other than <laughs> he's an under... Uh, Crosshair is an underhanded, uh, scheming, uh, bad, evil sniper. Um, they... Uh, I literally don't have any other notes until the... Uh, the... Uh, what is it called? Mm, the, What's that noise in the background? The other that was me tapping. Uh, that was oh, sounded like the um the clapping hands from the conjuring. <laughs> the uh, I literally don't have any other notes until the new bounty hunter is revealed. So new, yes, is that new? Now is he new to you? Um, I know of him, but I literally didn't watch a single episode of him in okay. the Clone is he Wars. Not new to me. I, I almost thought he was somebody else in the beginning. With the description from the audio, um, but I'm glad he is who he is, and we'll get to him at the end. All right. So, uh, what happens next? Um. <laughs> well, the um, the bad bass they do run into crosshair and his. Troopers, right? Right. And uh, and Crosshair specifically says, "Aim, uh, aim for the kid." Again, underhanded, definitely evil. Uh, they're not a, uh, they're not pussyfooting around. Um, they're going hard about uh, definitely painting him as an uh an immoral character now. Um, they, 
and uh, Hunter and uh, no uh, Crosshair and Tech uh, convert the power uh, from the ship to the guns right next to them uh, because they're on the artillery level and they uh, when they shoot the gun then when they're actually able to shoot one of the guns it like causes most of what they're standing on to collapse and everything above them to definitely collapse and so it uh, it knocks out crosshair which gives them the upper hand to try to uh, get out of there as soon as possible they uh, they escape and the bad batch escapes into uh, the engine in the hopes of trying to outwit Crosshair, but Crosshair knows where they're going to be because he knows the ship. Because they all know this ship. Because they've all been on him before. I think. I could be wrong. As far as, as far as I know, I mean, they should. I mean, we didn't see much of the Bad Batch in, in the Clone Wars, but I assume that they were on similar ships like the other regs. Yeah. So... They uh, they certainly didn't have their own ship from the first time they were out, Mm-mm. but um, they uh, they're in the engine and they're on the outside. They're finally leaving the engine when they get shot at by Crosshair, and Crosshair shouts out to them like, "I know your every move. This is going to be this is exactly what was going to happen," and. Um, he then asks, uh, Crosshair then asks to, uh, one of his guys, uh, one of his stormtroopers, I keep trying to, I keep wanting to call them clone troopers, but they're not, um, (laughs) to, uh, start the engine with them inside. Mm. Oh yes, and then you know Hunter's like, "Oh, that's not possible," but Tech's like, "Oh yeah, it is." <laughs> yeah. So they have to use the bombs that they were going to sell to to blow up enough of the ship, uh, blow up enough of the engine that the part that they're on will fall off, so they're not in the firing range of the engine. Now. Uh, so while they're no longer, uh, in range of the engine, when the, when the engine kicks on, uh, Crosshair is, Crosshair is, uh, Crosshair takes a lot of that, a lot of that engine to the face, uh, which is why he, near the end of the episode, he's still being bandaged up. Like he is roughed up. (laughs) Yeah. He took a Star Cruiser engine, engine. to the face. <laughs> I mean, he had his helmet on, didn't he? No. Oh, he didn't. Oh, shoot. Because I wasn't say if he had his helmet on, then that wouldn't have been that bad. But no, nope. I mean, yeah, that's powerful. I mean, that's a powerful heat source right there. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised uh, he, even, he even made it. He he was able to hide behind some rubble, but not before he got visible wear and tear on his. Uh, on his equipment, as well as on, like, he has a black eye, and his face is covered in scratches and bruises. It's hard to see in the dark. Um, 
in the dark of the frame that I'm looking at right here on it. Um, then, um, they're, they're able to get back to the ship. Uh, Hunter and Omega are separated from the rest of the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hunter says they're pin- they've got company. We'll meet you back at our ship. And when they get back to the ship, all of the stormtroopers are out. They're dead. And, or yeah. incapacitated. We don't know. Um, it's Disney, so like nobody really dies. They just like exit off screen. They yeah. uh, nowadays, I mean, back in the day, they they did die on on screen. Yeah. So they uh, we we have an immediate problem uh, because uh, all the all the stormtroopers are dead, but none of our guys are here. So, which begs the question, who did it? And we get to see somebody walk off of the Havoc Marauder, and a old, reliable voice comes in. Old, reliable voice. uh, A good old space uh, cowboy. cowboy. You know, when I I first heard the voice, I almost thought it was Cobb Vance, but... I don't know who that is, either. He's the dude that had uh, Boba Fett's armor. Oh. The Marshal. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't really know how old he is based off of the Mandalorian timeline. Yeah. Um, It would have been cool to see him in the Bad Bass, but here's what I, th- I think. We're going to see him again in the Book of Boba Fett, if anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, all right. Swiss Cowboy. So, who is he? <laughs> he. I literally don't know who he is. Oh, boy. This dude, this guy, he gave the Jedi some trouble in the Clone Wars. Um, He's done a whole bunch of bad juju. This is Cad Bane. This is like... Cad Bane. Is, okay. He is the Boba Fett of the Clone Wars. Essentially, he is not necessarily top. I mean, he's... Oh, my God. He's pretty good. He's... He led an attack on the Jedi Temple. He did. did. He stole stole some Force Sensitives. I know he... um, he, Yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. He he led raids on the Senate itself. Whoa. I think he did. Um, Jesus. His story is in, I believe, season two of Clone Wars. And I know he pops up a couple more times. Um, but this dude, he don't mess around. No. Uh-huh. So, um, now, what do you um, what do you think about him, you know, stepping into this role of capturing Omega instead of Fennec Shan? I think that we're going to see Fennec Shan and him face off. With his pedigree, we don't know much about Fennec Shand. Um, we know that she did a weird thing. She did a thing. And now she is a world-renowned deserter by the time the Mandalorian comes out. So, like, if she is on par with this bounty hunter, 
what better way than than to solidify her as a threat than for her to try to get the bounty from him? True. Hmm. And maybe I don't know. Maybe she'll change sides or something and give mm-hmm. Omega back to the Bad Batch. We'll see. But all right. I think that's what I think that's what's going to make her a deserter. Uh, mm, well, I don't know because I, if I recall, it said in the Mandalorian that all her uh, clients have dried up. Oh. Remember, they were all kept taken in by the New Republic. Oh, right, 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 right. So I don't think that's it. Okay. Um, but do I think uh, Shand and uh, Bane are going to face off? Probably. Absolutely. I, I mean, if she was sent to find Omega and then, you know, she failed and then Bane is now here. I mean, that's that's top bounty hunter right there at the moment. And has been. He's been. This guy must yeah, be old he, now. Well, it's funny because, you know, some, you know, I'll watch an episode of Clone Wars and I would think, oh, yeah, now he's dead. Uh no, he's like he's like Boba Fett. He pops up again and again and again. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he's dead, truly dead by Mandalorian time. Um, but regardless, he is a he's a cool guy. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what they're gonna do with this now. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I don't think that anything happens after that. I mean, uh, Hunter wakes up after being shot in the chest Whoa, by yeah, Bane. Well, oh, that, yeah, I mean, when he shot Hunter, I almost thought, oh, shoot. We just got, we just saw Hunter killed. I literally nearly thought, well, I wasn't, like, upset about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. That's uh, mom is calling Huh? My mom tried to call me right in the middle of our conversation. Oh, sad day. I think that uh, uh, we'll wrap this up. We've been at this a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, essentially, Omega is taken, and the bad guys get off planet with Crosshair and his army still firing yep. on them. And um, Crosshair's yeah. in a bad way. He's got a respirator oh, on. He's got his arm in a sling. He is uh, not doing well. well and, maybe he uh, should go. Maybe he should go to Palpatine. Palpatine can fix him up. Um, he's more right, well, machine than that now. That's the end of the episode. Uh, quick predictions before we wrap up. Uh, I I think that Fennec Shan and Bane are gonna uh, are gonna face off. That's. Uh, I, I'm like 40% sure on that, but I feel like if I was the writer, that would be an easy cheat to, to be able to say, okay, well, we have a new person. They haven't really done anything. We just say that they're cool, but we don't know how cool Shan really is. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she gave the Bad Batch a run for their money, which the Trade Federation never could. So there's that. True. Well, do you think the, uh, they're going to head back to Sid or they're going to go find Rex? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I um, think I think they're going to go back to Sid, um, but Sid's not going to be able to help them. No, she's going to say, nah, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. You owe me some money. Um, <laughs> yeah. To which then we'll take Echo's response of like, we don't have to owe Sid anything. We could just leave. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if Sid's the type of person that will you know go after them or not. Um, 
But we'll see what happens in the next episode, which actually, I didn't even realize this, but they put up some episode titles. They did? Uh, the latest of some of the episodes. Not episode nine. Some of the episodes are blocked out. Um, but they have a handful of titles, which don't mean anything to me um, at the moment. I wonder if they have the thumbnails for- out. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know thumbnails. I just saw it. I just saw it when I was going through the episode list of Wikipedia. One of the episodes, I believe it's either thirteen or fourteen, is called War Mantle. Oh shit! That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. <laughs> just drop the but, hammer on um, us, I guess. But yeah, there it is. We are now halfway through Star Wars: The Bad Batch. All right. So. Yeah, great. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we do have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. And our Instagram and Twitter are at SU352Podcast. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that will help us the only way that algorithms know how. We look forward to talking with you guys next week, uh, which will be later because uh, Peyton and I will be a little busy on Friday and Saturday. Uh and as Peyton always says, may the force be with you. <laughs>